Welcome to the DJ P-Dog in the Mix podcast, hosted by 18-year industry veteran DJ P-Dog. DJ P-Dog will share stories and have guests that focus on giving artists the tools needed for a thriving music career and a path to better health. You are now in the mix with DJ P-Dog. What's going on, everybody, and welcome to the show. Welcome to another edition of the DJ P-Dog in the Mix podcast. And I am your boy, the one and only DJ P-Dog in the Mix. And welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on whatever platform you may be listening in on or watching. Okay, if you're watching this live on Monday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, either on YouTube at DJ P-Dog, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch, all at DJ P-Dog. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and thank you guys for listening to the audio version of the show, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um, Amazon Audible, or iHeartRadio, or of course, DJPDog.com. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Listen, do me a real quick favor right now, okay? Hit that like, subscribe, share, um, shoot me a comment, you know, give me a rating. All of these things help me get further out there helps more people be exposed to the show last week you guys killed it man we did a great great rating last week man highest rated show um of the season with my man brandon jackson so big shout out to you guys for tuning in and supporting and showing love bro to your boy djp now listen this show today is going to be great i've got a great guest that i'm going to be bringing onto the show but let me start out by doing this because we are now in the month of march and this weekend Okay, March 12th starts my March Music Madness series. And this is a series where I get on the turntables, as you can see right here behind me, if you're watching the video version. Um, I'm going to get on those turntables. I'm going to hop on um, either YouTube Live or Twitch. Actually, I'll be on both of those platforms broadcasting. And I've got something real special. But I want to talk about my first two shows that we're doing this weekend, starting this Friday, bro. New Jack Swing mix. I'm talking about New Jack Swing music coming from artists like Bell Biv DeVoe, New Edition, Teddy Riley, Rex in Effect, Bobby Brown, Babyface, etc. The show's going to be amazing, and it will be this Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, exclusively on Twitch and YouTube. And that is going to be happening this Friday night, kicking off the March music madness series then on sunday bro a show an event for the entire family it's called dance with the family it's going down at 4 p.m eastern time and that too will be on my twitch and youtube channel that's going to be at 4 p.m and something special you ready for this i will have the vip dance floor open via zoom all right so if you want to join the party via zoom get on camera and whatnot that is available as well. And listen, for all those who join in on Zoom, not only will you get an extra amount of time of dancing and having fun, but you'll have a chance to win some prizes. That'll be happening exclusively for the VIP Zoom dance floor. That'll be open for Dance with the Family on this Sunday, March 14th. You can go to my website for more information and tickets for that event. It'll, it'll be a free version. Okay, The free version will be on YouTube and Twitch. And then the, the paid version, which is the VIP virtual dance floor, that'll be open for you guys as well. Go to djpdog.com forward slash DWTF, dance with the family, DWTF, and you have all the information for the tickets. Very cheap ticket, bro. 
to get in on the virtual dance floor. It's only five bucks. All right. So five dollars, you get extra time, plus you get a chance to win some cool prizes. That'll be happening this Sunday on the March Music Madness series kickoff weekend with Dance with the Family on Sunday. And of course, Friday night, the New Jack Swing Mix. That'll be popping off as well. All right. Listen, today's show is going to be amazing. All right. I've got a great guest. He's all the way from from Ohio. His name is DJ Dorsey, and he'll be talking a little bit about his time in the Christian hip hop world. We'll be talking about the final show that I did in Detroit. He was there as one of the DJs of that event. The final show I did with Lecrae. We're going to talk about that show um, as well. Great insights that you're going to get and things that I've never talked about ever based on what happened on that particular show. So you're going to want to stick around with that. And he's going to talk about what he is doing as a DJ. And guess what, folks? He wants to help artists to be entrepreneurs so that they can win beyond the stage. All that and much more right here on my talk with my man DJ Dorsey right here on the DJ P-Dog in a Mix podcast. I won't be coming back at the end. You'll see a commercial for this weekend's events at the end. So listen. If you're not following me on any of those social platforms, make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, at DJP Dog. And thank you guys so much once again for tuning into the show. Right now, here's my man, DJ Dorsey, right here on the DJP Dog in the Mix podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm excited um, to bring on the next guest because this is the first DJ, okay, that I've had on this season. Um, of the podcast, and I'm really excited. I've been watching this guy for um, for a few years now, rocking it. Um, you know, they they call him. He is he is not only the self proclaimed party instigator, okay, but that name for him is known now worldwide. He's the guy, okay. You want a party to start? He's the guy. All right. Now I'm not gonna try to instigate any parties today, but you never know. You you never know. Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Dayton, Ohio, yeah. please welcome to the DJ P-Dog in the Mix podcast, my man DJ Dorsey. What's How you doing, bro? Man, listen, life is good. Uh, <laughs> I said outside this COVID, all is well. My family's well. As uh, long as that's happening, I'm good. There you go. There you go. Now, you're out in Dayton, Ohio. Um, mm -hmm. You're DJing. You're the party instigator. But also have a podcast and i'm putting the plug in for that out the gate okay and the okay. name of your podcast the name the name of your podcast is called uh what is it called dorsey dm because i'm looking at the cover but i'm only seeing like what is it called the dorsey dm podcast got you and you're doing that with your wife which i right. think is absolutely phenomenal um yep. You did a an episode, um, mm -hmm. top of the year, where you were talking about, um, you know, kind of like where things are going in the future and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And there was something that you said in that episode, bro, that spoke to my soul, bro. You okay. ready for this, bro? I'm ready. Let me let me let me let me paint. Let me set the table for you, okay? Okay. Now I am um, the kind of because you guys were talking about TV shows, and one of the things that you talked about was how you are kind of like a one and done. Like you'll watch a show, you know, and then you're you're done with it, right? Um, and so I'm a little bit different. I'm a little bit different. I've got my go tos, mm -hmm. okay. I'm a I'm a big fan of The Office, okay. huge fan. All right, I've watched The Office from 
season one to to the end okay. at least nine times. Okay, that's, yeah, that's the kind of guy am. that I am. I that's love Parks I and Rec. So you're stepping on my bit, bro. You're stepping oh, on my bit. My bad. You're stepping okay. on my bit. My bad. Okay. My bad. I was trying to set the table, but you you've already gone there, bro. Oh, so here it bad. is. My bad. I just started. I just started rewatching Twenty Four last week, bro. Okay. Okay. This is probably like my sixth time going through it. Okay. And you talk about a well-written show. I'm watching it like I've never seen it before. Like every scene has gotten me on the like I know what's going to happen. I've mm-hmm. seen it, you know, five or six times already. Bro, I started it last week. I'm at like episode 4 of season 4 already. Okay. My favorite season too. Phenomenal show. Yeah. Uh season 4? Really? Season 4. That was the first season that I started with. But I'll, I'll, I'll let you finish. I'll let you finish. Uh, well, I was going to ask you, what? why was that season your, your favorite season? Well, because, one, it was the first season that I actually started with. Um, I remember Okay. Uh, this was like 2005-ish, 6-ish when that season came out. And I just remember seeing previews for okay. it. And I was like, man, that show looked uh, interesting. So that's when I jumped in, and after I got finished with the season, I was like, "Well, let me go back." Mm. And you know, this this, mm. is where, this is where I started feeling Ooh. old. But you know, back then we didn't have the Netflix or the Hulu <laughs> or anything like that, right? So I forgot, right? What I had to do, I think I had to go rent the DVDs or something. Oh wow! So, so you, I, you know, okay, yeah, I had to I had to go do a, a a watch back, and then I started. You know, by the time I got done with all those, season five came out. And I was just blown away with yeah. the show, bro. So I I I knew about Twenty Four back then when it was mm-hmm. still fresh on TV, but I never watched a single episode. Okay. And the reason why is because I said I gotta wait for it to come out so I can binge watch it. Like I don't I don't want to put myself through because I I was seeing people being traumatized. I gotta wait a full week to see what happens next. I can't the do worst. that, bro. The worst. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I yeah, can't man. do it. Yeah. So I waited until about 2010. Okay, mm-hmm. I waited till about 2010 when it was all on Netflix. And bro, me and my, and this is you know she was pregnant with our with our twins, and so we didn't have any kids. Bro, we would binge watch that mug like all day till like four o'clock in the morning. Like it would just drag you from one episode to the next. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My favorite season, my favorite season has got to be season five. Because and I and I hate you know if anybody hadn't seen it by now I don't know what to tell you but anyways so spoiler alert <laughs> bro that was the season where um uh the president um what was Logan the, or Palmer? I can't even remember the dude's name Logan uh huh when he was the bad guy oh my god yeah that, that bro didn't good. see that coming. Yeah, man. Um, you know, and the, the season five didn't see was that cool. coming. Yeah, because it was one of those things. Too. It actually started out that that first that season started out hot because they started out by killing former President Palmer Bruh, out the gate. My hurt my heart. out the gate. Hurt, and you know Jack <laughs> Bauer was in hiding, and him and President Palmer he was, in, was they close. thought he was dead. Right. Yeah. Right. So. You know that that alone brought him out of hiding. Like you know, they thought he got captured, but well, he did get captured well, by the Chinese. But 
No, 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 no. I'm just so he got that. captured. He was hiding from the Chinese at that time. He was hiding. He was hiding from the Chinese. He had gotten captured. They brought him back because of a terrorist threat. No, no, no. That happens later. That happened later because right, right, David Palmer's right, right. brother was the president when that happened. But anyway, he didn't even know. <laughs> they thought that Jack Bauer was dead, but then it came out when Palmer got killed. They thought it was Jack Bauer that killed him. Right, and that's what brought him. Jack out of hiding. It was crazy, crazy, bro. Bruh. That season was freaking crazy, bro. Yeah, man. That that season was one of the ones that was like every episode. Well, obviously, when it comes to twenty four, for anybody that's not watching that show, or hasn't ever seen it. Twenty four represents one day, and every episode represents right. one hour. And that was the that was like this one hour you know, in like the day. One, every episode, every hour of that day was something going on. Of season five, nuts. Yeah, man, it was absolutely nuts. Ever. Absolutely nuts. One of the best shows ever. But nonetheless, we didn't we didn't come on here to talk about twenty four, bro. We didn't come on here to talk I'm about. Good. We had, I had to get that out of my system because when you when you when you were talking about it on your podcast, I'm like, how did he know that I was? Well, you didn't know, but it was like ah, I just started watching it again, so you know, something to talk about. <laughs> hey, we can we can go offline with that one. But that's, that's definitely I, I'm willing. I. That's a show by itself. That's like a series of shows. You know what I'm saying? Maybe one day, bro, and I, and maybe we'll put maybe we'll do a maybe this is a um what do they call it? Foreshadow. Maybe we could do like a Twitch um episodic episode by episode review of twenty four or something like that. I don't know. I'm sure there's some twenty four junkies out there that would love to to, to do something like that. Yep. I'm one. <laughs> I'm one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, bro, you like so first of all, mm-hmm. you haven't been DJing that long. It's it's only been what maybe five or six years. No, it's been ten years now. I started in two thousand. Whoa, whoa, eleven. Really? Yeah. I'm gonna give you some history, real okay. quick. And I'm gonna give you some things. Let's let's go let's go down memory lane because. Well, let, let me say this first, because my first introduction to you, you were rocking with a, a Christian hip-hop group called Jesus or Bust. Boom. Okay. I, I, I was wondering so, if you was going to remember that. I can't remember what your role, I don't, I don't remember what your role was with them, but go ahead and share it with us. Give us the, the brief layout to, and, and bring us to where we are now. Okay, so the brief layout is this. <laughs> Let's go all the way back to third grade. I started off as a band kid. I started off as one of those kids that learned how to read music. <laughs> and I played many instruments from okay. clarinet, trumpet, piano, drums, tr- um, baritone. I played a lot of instruments. So, uh, you know, growing up, I did that. And then once I got into church, I grew up in church, but once I got into church for myself, I started playing in the band. I, was, I played the organ. I played the keys in the band. So one day, I get a mixtape. Okay. It was by Jesus of Bus. And I'm like, whoa. And when I say a mixtape, bro, the mixtapes that me and you both appreciate, where there was a DJ, there was a host. Okay. Nice. And I was just like, yo, mm. this was like 2005. I was like, yo, who are these cats? So next thing you know, fast forward to like 2006, I remember going to a skate party that they hosted, and the line was out the door wrapped around the building. And I was just like, what the wow. heck? So I grew up also <laughs> being a being a Master P No Limit fan. 
and I love the music, but more than okay. anything, I love this business. I love the business of No Limit. I love mm. the, the, the the brain smarts of Master yeah. B. So I felt like this was my opportunity to be like, yo, y'all need some help. So next thing you know, uh, they had they had a guy that started up a label uh, called Great Harvest Publishing. He was like, you know, label runner, uh, executive producer, uh, manager. And I was like, yo, let me help with the website. Let me help y'all do something. Let me help with marketing. So he was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Help manage the website. I managed the website for like three months. His wife got pregnant. He was like, yo, I need you to manage the group. So from 2007 mm. through 2009, I ended up managing the group. Now, in that, probably about 2008, this is where I met you. And it was at Holy Hip Hop okay. in Atlanta. And you was okay. DJ in Atlanta. Humble yeah, Tip at yeah. the time. So that's how me yep. and you got connected. I got I was like, I met Humble Tip. I started listening to his music. Me and you kind of stayed connected from the time. And also, one when I was managing Jesus of Bust, um, we did an album release party and the mug packed out the building. Like packed, packed out the building to where we it was turning people away. Like we couldn't fit no more people in the building. And it was wow. a big church. So I was like, yo, maybe we can start doing promotions. So I ended up starting renting out a club. Hmm. And this is where the E-DJing started. I started renting out a, a club and started doing, like, these Christian parties. And, of course, th- this is where the And all this is in Dayton, right? right? This is all in Dayton. So, uh, and okay. matter of fact, the funny thing is, Christian Gray was one of the people that came to the concert, and he couldn't get in from out of town. Like, it was that packed. I didn't even know he was wow. there. Wow. So, uh, you know, me and his, you know, but he came, a lot of people came from out of town, you know, couldn't let him in. I didn't know until the, after the concert. So uh, fast forward, we started doing promotions after the concert went well. This Now we're in 2009, renting out a club. Okay. And I'm standing behind these turntables, but all I got is a laptop and I'm acting like I'm DJing. So, you know, the song is fading now. I'm trying to immediately bring in the next song. I didn't know what I was doing. So here I am trying to be a promoter at the same time being a manager. And I felt like, you know, it was a hit or miss. You know, when it comes to events, it's always a hit or miss. Something, yeah. something, you, something you also taught me, and I'll tell you about that later. Um, okay. Uh, so I was doing these events. Next thing you know, I'm like, you know what? I felt like I was a – I felt like being a promoter, you was competing with too many people. So I was like, you know what? Let me take the mm. IBM model. Instead of trying to be the computer, let me become the Intel, which is IBM. IBM became Intel. I was like, let me come become something that goes in every computer, the DJ. So I end up pulling on, uh, you know, DJ. Yeah, I end up pulling on DJs that I knew from managing, and uh, you know, start you know hanging over their shoulder, watching what they was doing, and then next thing you know, I, I become DJ Dorsey. And it was one DJ. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the DJ um, artist named Street Pastor from back in the day. That name ring a bell? Yep. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a long time. So his DJ, yeah. which was Lane Love, was like, "Yo, just go with your last." He name. used to do mixtapes. Street Pastor. Hard mixtapes. He used to go hard. Yeah. So Lane Love, which was his DJ, was like, "Yo, just use your last name. Keep it simple. That name is your real name." So I was like, all right, cool. So I started working. So what I end up doing is my last name is Dorsey, D-O-R-S-E-Y. But mm-hmm. for the DJ name, I dropped the Y because I wanted my name to mean something. So DJ Dorsey actually stands for Doing Our Redeemer Service 
excellent. That's why the E at the end is big. Excellent. So nice. You know, like yeah, it. Yeah. So I yeah appreciate it. So I end up started moving around, touring a little bit, DJing behind artists, and um, now I'm consider myself more of a mobile DJ. I don't really DJ behind artists anymore, and there's a reason why. <laughs> That I guess we'll dig into a little bit, maybe. Oh, you you can't you can't drop that little that little cliffhanger and not take us there, bro. Hey, I got the little twenty four beep going on now. Doop, doop, doop. There it is. There it is. <laughs> so, you know, and here's the reason why it got weird, bro. Wait, before you get it, let wait. Hold on one second before you get into it, mm-hmm. because I want you to. Because I I think. One of the things that I'm hearing as I'm as I'm hearing about your background now, because I, I don't think I've ever heard the story, right? And so mm-hmm. I think you and I were kind of running parallel because while you were in Dayton doing that, I was in Lynchburg, Virginia on the campus of Liberty University doing the yep. same thing. You know, the mm-hmm. skate parties, the, the events on the campus, um, mm-hmm. you know, promoting shows, the whole nine. You know, so yep. that's 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 pretty dope, brother, here that, that you were I knew you was a I knew you was a mover and a shaker. That's what I knew. Um so I didn't feel like you getting into the DJ thing was like, okay, what is this brother doing? It's like, nah, this this guy is a mover. You know what I'm saying? He's he's a mover. Yeah. Um and so yeah. but you who are some of the artists you were DJing behind before you get into why you're not DJing behind artists? Well, um of course a lot of local artists. And being from being from where I'm from, I had to slow down to say that. Being from where I'm from, I felt like it was a hub here. Now, Cincinnati had one of the best venues for for Christian hip-hop or Christian events, period, which was the underground. So a lot of things passed Absolutely. through Absolutely. I also, remember the underground. Yeah. So if you know anything about Ohio, I live in Dayton, and we got this tri-city area, which is Dayton, Cincinnati, Columbus, which you can get to within an hour Either way, either city that you're in. Cincinnati had, of course, mm-hmm. K-Drama and D-Mob. And then mm-hmm. there was a lot of other artists. Those was like the two most known artists. But then there was a ton of other artists. Flyboy, uh, uh, a ton of other artists. And then you go to Columbus, then you had Street Pastor and the whole Slingshot movement. So there was concerts happening right. here a lot. And Swoop, Swoop came out of there as well too, right? Swoop, he was on the other side. He was in the in Akron, which was over on the Cleveland side. Okay. Which was about three hours from Dayton. So, uh, but yeah, you know, Swoop is from here as well. You know, when you talk about Ohio, it was a lot of artists that came through here. And, you know, so when it comes to me DJing behind artists, those were some of them to some of the locals. But then, you know, I get picked up. Now, I became Thizzle's one of Thizzle's DJs that was kind of like, if his main DJ couldn't make it, I was his backup DJ. Right. And the other gotcha. was Social Club. Social Club was another one. If their main DJ couldn't make it, Interesting. I was their backup DJ. Yeah, so... Um, uh, now, when you say you were, just so I can get clarity on this, when you say you were their backup, is that when they were touring or when they came to your area? It was mostly when they came to my area, but it was a couple of spots that I did hit with them. You know, I've been to Cleveland with them. I've been to Tampa okay. with them. Um, but mostly when they kind of came through here. Uh, and then it was kind of like, 
it was times where they tried to get me to go places and I was like, uh, I'm already booked for somewhere else. Uh, and Thizzle was the same. Thizzle, yeah. I've been a couple of places with him and actually we had a run in uh, when we did the show. I don't know if you remember, you did a show, uh, it was a um, Lecrae show and Thizzle was one of the open acts and uh, it was in Detroit. I don't know if you remember that one. Yes, I do. That was at the Fox Theater. Was it the Fox Theater? Was it the Fox Theater? I don't remember. Because uh, if I'm not mistaken, if if this is the same show, I think Christian Gray performed and Kier Sheard performed. Was that yes. the same show? Yes. And that's when okay. Kier Sheard was doing a beat. That was show. actually my last show. Exactly. That was my last show that I did with Lecrae. Was it? <laughs> I brought somebody else on to the show. Uh, my man, you you know PDA from Pajam. Yeah. Um, I got him on the show, and and we talked about that because that was my last time seeing him um, at that same show, um, that show in Detroit. I'm gonna have to do a whole show just on what happened that night. Really? <laughs> and you know there was that's my that, teaser. That's my yeah. teaser. There was something that you said that night that I'll never forget though, and it was a a deep show. But it wasn't packed. And this goes back to what I said earlier about promotions. I was like, sometimes you have a good night, sometimes you have a bad night. And here I am doing a show, you know, with, with Lecrae as a headliner. And you was like, look, bro, even though it's Lecrae, don't mean it's always going to be packed or it's going to be sold out. But so just to give some context to that, because I don't think a lot of people, I don't even know if you knew this or not. That show almost got canceled. Like, they almost canceled it the night before, bro. No, you know, like, know. we were on the phone the night before. They were about to cancel that show because Lecrae was coming back to Detroit on the Winter Jam Tour. And that's why the ticket sales were so low. I remember. Okay. Because his show for that night was, like, you know, 40 or $50 a pop or something like that. And Winter Jam at the arena in Detroit $10. was, like, 10 bucks at the door. Yep. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and he was the co-headliner for that show, which was a way bigger show, um, you know, on a bigger stage and a bigger arena. But that's why that show, it, it was like minutes away from being canceled um, because that. of that. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, man. So I was, I was DJing behind those artists and, and to be honest here, and it's nothing against the artist. This is more kind of against the industry so to say here i am now keep in mind i grew up watching people like master p watching people like diddy i'm a businessman and and one thing that another guy said to me that i'll never forget was he he's a i don't i'm a christian obviously i don't get into the like the super deep stuff and the prophets and all that like i believe in them but some of them i'll be thinking like right 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 but there's one guy. I'll tell you two people that I believe like that's in the hip hop culture that I'm like, I believe they are really prophets sent by God. One of them is my guy Montez Sorrells. He's out of Cincinnati. We used to be in a group together called Faith Gang. And then it was uh, uh, Willie Moore Jr. Willie Moore Jr. is somebody I believe really mm-hmm. hears from God. I believe those two, because Willie Moore Jr., I did a show he was at, and uh, he said something to me that I was just like, I've never told nobody that. I, I literally, he huh. said something to me that I was like, I have never told anybody that. And this dude just said something that's always been in my heart. But, um, yeah. 
you know, so here I am touring, uh, hitting different cities, hitting, you know, sometimes you're on airplanes, sometimes you got to drive places. And if I'm traveling on a Thursday <laughs> and I got to do a show on a Friday and then I'm traveling back on Saturday, I started learning. I'm missing money that I could be making in my own city on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And once mm. I get done DJing, I felt like they I almost felt like they took their hand and threw change at me. I got a family. Hmm. I'm married with a family. Yeah. And I just felt like it wasn't yeah. enough. It wasn't enough. Uh, now, you, you're talking about from the perspective of DJing for artists. Yes. Correct. So, Got you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, as a DJ, you don't, a lot of us don't just DJ for artists solely. Some of us are like, you know, we might be on a tour for a little bit, and the next thing you know, you come back, you rocking a skate party, or you rocking a birthday party, or you rocking a wedding. You're rocking different type of things to make money. Um, yeah. So, but after a while, it was just kind of like, I'm getting, I feel like I was getting chump change, and I feel like I was worth more than that. And that's what, that's one reason. The, the second reason that I kind of backed out of CHH, it just got weird, bro. It got weird. It got, it got weird. And I'll never forget me DJing. So don't go there yet. Don't go there. Don't go there. Okay. Don't go there too quick. Cause I want it. Cause okay. I, I want, cause I'm, I'm glad that you're bringing up um, the artist piece. Because like I said, that night in Detroit, um, and I don't know how much more you did after that with, with artists. But I remember um, after we, we, we did that show, mm -hmm. and right after we did the show, they gave the final goodbye or whatever. Bro, I was taking my stuff down, and you know what I was saying? What's that? <laughs> you ready for this? I said, I'm done, bro. Word. I said, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. And it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't or that I had like, no, 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 no. I'm done DJing for artists. Okay. So you've got to, you, so you name the names that you've DJ for. So you got to understand I'm DJing for the guy right yeah. now. Like I'm DJing for Lecrae and I'm, and I'm saying, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm done. And it, and it was a, it was a good, I'm done. Like there was no bitterness, no animosity. That's, that's my man, a hundred grand, you know, like two weeks mm -hmm. later, I'm hanging out with him at Winter Jam, just hanging out. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so it was it was never I'm done with these guys. It was like, yo, I feel like there's another direction that I want to go in with my career. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to fully embrace that, I have to be done with this phase. And it was a you know, it was a it was an OK show. It wasn't one of the best shows. I think the crowd really enjoyed it. But I, I did not enjoy that show. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I could feel the crowd enjoying that show, but I was like, bro, like, I, I'm just... So here's what it was for me. It wasn't the money, because the money was, was straight. Um, you know, when you're working with, with guys from Reach Records, like, you can, you can negotiate stuff and, and get what you feel like you're worth. Mm -hmm. um, so that wasn't the problem. The problem from... Well, the issue with me was I feel like I've got this creative knack right now and I'm not able to utilize this creative knack um, while doing this. Mm -hmm. Now, I understood my role. 
My role is to help him with his creativity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what it is. That's yep. what they're paying me to do. That's why they're bringing me out to do what I do. And mm-hmm. I and I did my best to to do it well. Um, but I feel like mentally, it was I was checked out, bro. Like I honestly, the only thing I remember there's two things I remember about that show. I remember being backstage and trying to to figure out the set. And I remember the end of the show, mm-hmm. um, and and me saying, "Bro, like I've this is it. Like it's one of those things where you can feel the seasons changing, yeah. And you know, okay, this is this is the staple here. I'm I'm done with this. Now it's time for me to move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did because the very next night I was a co-headliner in one of my own shows here in my city, um, and killed. Um, but you say the floor was shaking. I I don't remember at all, bro. I cannot. I think that was the matter of fact. It was, it was billed as like the release party for Church Clothes too. I remember that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. it being a decent crowd, but Detroit has always been a great crowd to me. You know. Yeah, I, I, I got. I still got a video where it was kind of like, kind of like the grand finale medley, and you just everybody was bouncing, and I was. I don't know if you remember. I was in this booth that was kind of like above the stage. So I was able to look down. I remember that. And uh, I remember, That's right. filling, I remember, I remember that filling it up there kind of like, I was up there kind of like, dang, hope I don't fall down like cave in or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, I remember that night the floor was shaking. Um, so That's crazy. I yeah. literally have no recollection of that. I'll have to send you that. I'll, I'll forward you that video. It's in my phone. Um, for sure, but so, you you said so you went from DJing for artists. You said things in CHH got weird. So let me hear it from your vantage point. Let's hear it. It got weird, bro. Because and and it wasn't really. I felt like it wasn't necessarily the artist, but it kind of was the artist because I felt like a lot of people was trying to follow Lecrae and the moves that he was making. But I don't want to mm. go too far in that because you mm. kind of, I mm. seen the show that you did with Brinson and you touched and I was like, I felt that. Yeah. Because I felt like now, I, I felt like a lot of the pressure came from the fans, to be quite honest. I felt like the fans got weird and then it was, are you a Christian DJ or are you a DJ that's a Christian? I mean, I'm sorry, are you a Christian artist or you're an <laughs> artist that's a Christian? And it was like, right. I'll never forget. I went to, I went and DJed at a spot, and it was actually a, um, a, a a big church. And somebody came and kind of pressured me on that. It was like, so what? Are, which one are you? And I remember looking like, really, just out the yeah, gate, out the out. And I could, I seen this guy coming, and he looked like one of those, those guys that would try to test you. And he was just like, interesting. I seen him kind of like looking at me from the distance. And you know, when you DJing as a DJ, you're reading the crowd. So I kind of see a lot kind of like, and I remember just seeing this guy kind of like off to my corner yeah. looking at me and I'm looking like, and he waited, he waited. And you, when you, as a, I know those people that's going to try to approach you. I seen him. I'm like, Oh God, what mm-hmm. do you have to say? But what he said, Here you come. I didn't, I didn't expect him to say that. I thought he was going to be like, man, can you please play this one particular song? That guy came and said, which one are you? And I'm looking like, what do you mean? <laughs> he was like, so are you a, a Christian DJ or a DJ that's a Christian? And I just looked at him. I said, dude, I'm just, I'm a DJ. He was like, are you Christian? 
And I said, hey, bro, I already know where this is going. I'm a DJ. I don't really get into that. He said, can you answer my question? I was just like, bro. And I kind of looked at somebody, and they just kind of, they, they knew I was kind of like getting irritated with the guy. And they knew him. And it was like, I don't yeah. remember his name, but I'm going to just call him Darnell. Darnell, come on, let's go over here and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I just was like, okay, I know the artist was getting hit with that question. But I didn't expect me as a DJ to get hit with it. But at the same time, he was a fan of the movement of Christian hip hop. Hmm. So that's when I was like, these fans. And hmm. then, then you also go on like Rapzilla. No shots against Rapzilla. I'm just saying where I went. And I would see, I would look at some of the threads and looking on Twitter, and you just see the back and forth. And I was just like, and I think, I yeah. think also the artists were starting to get frustrated with it because now you're starting to see this divide. And I'm one, hey, yeah. be be who you are. And I felt like Lecrae was being who he was. And he's been doing it for a while. So maybe he wanted to shift gears a little bit. And being in the industry, you start seeing things. So honestly, and you ain't got to tell me, this is just me. And if Lecrae, you see this, this is just me. Honestly, I felt like Reach Records. He has been known to stop through and watch the show every now and then. So. So, I honestly, from an industry standpoint, as an exec, if you own a label, I'm guarantee you Reach, Rabel, Reach Records is not a nonprofit label. Maybe Reach Life is right, but Reach Records, uh, yeah, that's what that was their nonprofit at the time. Yeah, the ministry are you know Reach, yeah, you know yeah. Reach Life, yeah, yeah, but Reach Records is more of a for profit. So I never felt I never I was one that was like. When he kind of was trying to maneuver his way out of it, I understood from a business yeah. standpoint. Oh, and before I go on from a business standpoint, that just triggered something. The one guy said that was a prophet, and I felt like I could listen to him. One thing that he said to me was, he was like, you're not going to be understood as a Christian because you're a marketplace prophet. That's what he called me, a marketplace prophet. Mm. And I was just like, mm. I've never heard that before. But let me, let me ask you this question, Dorsey. Yes, sir. Let me ask you this question: Shouldn't we all be that though? No matter no matter what we go into as as a Christian, like shouldn't we all be a marketplace person? Because we all have a platform, we all got jobs, and we doing something, right? Yeah. Um. I don't know. To be quite honest, I don't know because now he said that to me because he knows I like to deal with money. I love I love real estate. Um, I love, I love, got you. So he, I got you. So he was saying it from kind of like an economical standpoint because, and I know you heard this one before got you. as a manager, when I was a manager in a rap group, I, of course I was focused on the business aspect. And then you got people that's like, they're mm-hmm. coming to minister. And if I say a word like perform, people would be like, what do you mean perform? This is a ministry. And I'm like, ministry performance, whatever, like they're here to perform. And I always will say this. If people are paying $10 or $20 or whatever to pay for a ticket, they don't want ministry. Yeah. They want a performance. I know if I pay money for a, uh, for, for a concert, you better perform and entertain me. I can get ministry on Sunday for free. Right. So, you know, I think I'm about to dive into something else, so I don't want to change subjects, but... When it comes to the money part, that's kind of like a... Get it off your chest, bro. Get it off your chest. So, okay. 
this is where I, this is where CHH became unattractive to me too because I felt like everybody wanted to be the artist, nobody wanted to be the manager, <clears throat> nobody wanted to do, talk about the money mm, part. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And for for guys like me and you and other artists who got families, if you're gone, I need to be able to kill the pig and bring it home so my wife can fry the bacon. Absolutely, hundred percent. And if we, if you're going to, as a Christian, yes, it's a ministry. That's one of those things where it's like the given equation in the math problem. We see the two, the, but the problem is 2X plus 7X equals what? Let's figure out this X part. The, the, the ministry is a given. So let's talk about the Absolutely. money and, and how, do we, how do we circulate the money? Now, let me go scriptural. I feel like people like, and I'm going to always refer to Reach Records because they was kind of like the, 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 as you would say, the top tier. I agree. They was the top tier of, of Christian, Christian, Christian hip hop. I believe a lot was given to Reach Records because they followed a principle. There was a, there's a story in the Bible about the, about the talents. The master came, he mm -hmm. gave one five, he gave one two, and he gave one one. The guy that multi-doubled his, he was given more because the master was like, yo, you know what you're doing, so I'm going to give you more. And matter of fact, yeah. the guy that went and buried his, I'm going to take it from him, and I'm going to give it to you because you know what you're doing with it. So I feel like yeah. Reach was one of them people, one of them, them labels or one of them uh, ministries or groups of people, businessmen, ministers that was like doing well and more was given to them. That's the reason why some of these other artists that was trying to follow him or follow them, what was given to them wasn't given to you. It was given to them. Do with what you Absolutely. was given. Absolutely. And watch. And, and if you do well, watch it multiply. So I just felt like there was a lot of clones within CHH um, and not enough business people. Not enough people behind the scenes fighting. Well, let me, ask you this, let, me, let me ask you this question. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But let me ask you this question because I want to give you just a little bit of pushback because I can feel in the comment section right now people are talking. I can feel it. Um, type away, type away. Do we do, are we doing it, are we, are we now doing it for the money? Oh, let me ask you this question, Dorsey. Mm -hmm. Can you do good ministry and good business at the same time? Can the two worlds collide? Absolutely. Absolutely. Talk I about think it. We have a, I think we have a misconception about money in the first place. Everybody, mm. why, number one, why would I go to work every day, working nine to five, if I wasn't doing it for the money? But at the same time, you're doing it for the love of what you do, which is why you should do what you love. And the money is there. But let's be real. I'm not going to go out Absolutely. here and spend a lot... I'm not going to spend a lot of time working because if you're an artist, if you're a pastor, if you're any, if you're doing anything that you're serving, there's, there's time that's taken. And as you know, let's just take DJs for, for, for example, right now I'm on a microphone that got an XLR and I got speakers. I got a mixer. I got to plug this stuff in. As you know, somebody that's setting up light shows, you're doing light shows. You're doing big stuff where you got speakers, yeah. lights. You got a lot of wires that you got to unravel. 
you got a lot of wires that you got to plug in. I got a microphone stand. You got, you got stuff that you got to set your speakers on, your lights on. You got to program the lights. You got a DMX controller that you got to be able to, program. you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of moving parts that a lot of people don't see that you mm -hmm. had to spend money on. Same thing with the past. Costs money, study. bro. <laughs> Everything costs money. So the gospel is for free, but my work isn't. And if you're being entertained, is worthy me, of his weight. Yeah, I ain't got to say no more after what you just said. That's that that right there. So especially yeah. if if we're charging tickets, we're circulating money. Here's what the master here's here's what the master said when he came to collect. He asked the guy to double his. He said, what did you do with what I gave you? He said, I went and here comes the word economics. I went and traded with the same the root word of economics mm. is trading we're trading we're trading so if Exchange i have a goods good, and services boom that's 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 economics one-on-one -on -one. why doesn't he want us to make money yeah so yeah man yeah. that 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 whole conversation is one of those age-old conversations Very um much. Now let, let's 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 keep it in this proper perspective too, because let's be honest. Um, I think one of the reasons why that whole situation with money has become an issue is because we do see in the church where people are have bastardized the gifts for the the sake of the dollar. Absolutely. So I think you you've got this you got this. This dichotomy, if you would, of, you know, let me do good business and good ministry. But you got other people who, in the name of ministry, they're really about that. I've seen it with my own two eyes, bro. Like, I've straight yeah. seen preachers come to a church, take up an offering, and then they arguing in the back about who going to get what. You know what I'm saying? Like, they ain't talking about who done got saved, who done got delivered. They're talking about, okay, who getting this, who getting that? What's your cut? You know, I see you holding back something in your hand that somebody put in your hand. Yeah, I, I didn't seen all that, bro. And and so yeah, I, I, I totally get why, you know, people can get tripped up over the over the money piece. Yeah, and that that's where I say the misconception comes. Like even and I man, I I really try not to be too biblical, but now I'll, I'll say this last part. Even when you think about in the book of Acts, where where the people came and let their money down and then the apostles distributed it. I mean, I feel like that's kind of like that was boom. the key. That was the key. Boom. They distributed it. So everybody was getting something, you know, but that goes into my black church versus white church type of spiel. And that's a whole nother. <laughs> I got a whole different spiel on that. <laughs> I got a whole different spiel on that one. I'm going to take a sip of water on that one. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm getting caught. But talk about um talk talk about um so you know I, I put out my episode why I left Christian hip hop and I had to step away for a minute. So did you did you leave it completely? What do you what was your transition like and, and what are you doing now um as a party instigator and how is business um beyond um the CHH world for you? Well, to be flat out, bro, um I'm 39. 
Let me just let me let me let okay. me let that marinate for a second. I'm 39 years old. Matter of fact, next month I'll be 40. My daughter is 12. My son is nine. I've been married since 2004. I'm trying to calculate. 17 years now. Yeah. Wow. 16 years. Dang, I'm getting off count now. Six, 17 years. It'll be 17 years this August. So I felt like, and I, to be quite honest, when I would go do these shows, it was a lot of kids. And I kind of, to be honest, I, I wanted to create my own thing. And that, that's what I did. I've created my own lane. And that's the reason why I'm the party instigator. Uh, and where, people might ask, let me take a brief commercial. Where does the name Party Instigator came come from? When I first started this, I felt Let's like hear it. Jesus was the original Party Instigator, flat out. Mm. At a party, his first miracle was to keep the party going. If he did not keep perform- Keep the party going, bro. If he did not do his first miracle that we know of, which was to turn the water into wine, the party would have stopped. And from there, I was just like, this dude is a Party Instigator. And at that point, I was just like, I'm going to steal that. That's where it comes from. First miracle. Nice. The party. So um, I wanted to create my own thing. And I was, I was just trying to promote my own events, yada, yada, yada. But then I got a taste of the wedding world. I got a taste of mm. investing in my own equipment. And was just like, you know what? The return on investment in this is a whole lot better than be, being behind an artist getting a couple of dollars. So let me just give a couple of numbers. I'm one. I like to say I use the 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 BMW of sound. I'm an electro voice guy, EV guy. I like electro voice. Um, That's what I got back here, EVs. <laughs> my man. Yeah, I'm a I'm an EV guy. Oh, I see it back there. So I invested in my own 15s, my own 12s, and my own 18s. I, you know, got lights, you know, of course, over time. And then I set up my own pricing. And, bro, let, let me be completely honest. I'm a black man, and I would try to market to my own people, and it was like a hassle sometimes. And me creating my own thing, I promoted this event that I was trying to do for young people uh, for five years, bro, for five years. And I, would, and I would try to promote it to churches like, look, let's throw a party for the youth and let's bring churches all over the city together and let's just have a party. And I got so much political pushback. One church brought me in that I never even heard, well, I heard of them after, you know, moving from one side of town to another, from one side of town to the suburban side of town. And I got introduced to one guy. He brought me in and was like, I'm about to throw this event. And he was like, what do you think? And I was like, this is something I've been trying to do for five years. Whoa. He was like, okay, let's do it. And we're going to do five of them. I'm like, all right, cool. I submitted an invoice. White guy, white church. I submitted an invoice. He sent the invoice back and said, that's not enough. I had to increase my invoice by, 200, <laughs> by 250%. Not 100%. Had to increase it by 250%. He said, cool. I'm going to pay you that each time you do it for each five events. And I was just like, whoa. Yeah. I got introduced yeah. to that crowd. 
this is a church that's probably like 5,000 people deep, maybe. Next thing you know, we want to book him. We want to book him. We want to book him. And it just put me in a different, it put me in a different group. Now, here I am living in this white suburban area, and I barely have to leave that city. And I've seen my hmm. income triple. I've seen my income triple, and I'm not even yeah. touring. And I'm not saying white versus black. I'm just I'm just saying what my experience was, just in my local area. It, it's a fact that happened to me. Yeah. And a lot of times they didn't they didn't they didn't hassle my prices. A lot of times I would get, "What's your price?" And I give my price. That's it. You'd be like, "Well, I could raise it." Yeah. And over the past four years, I've increased my price gradually, so I can DJ less and make more. And I would say my income has tripled <laughs> pre-COVID. <laughs> my income has tripled, but but you know DJ DJ don't even the, get me started, bro. <laughs> yeah, but what, one thing about it too is DJing is not the only thing that I do. You know, um, I'm so what, yeah, tell us what else do you do, bro? Um, I, I work I work a nine to five. Uh, I've been working. I'd never say the name okay. of the place that I work for because of social media. I never want anything to come back just in case I say something because I'm known to say things off the fly. So I never want to say the company name to say, <laughs> oh, that guy represents us. But I've I worked for one of the top seven banks in the nation. So I've been in corporate America okay. since 2000, ever since I was 19. I've been in the same company. Okay. Uh, moved nice. around. I, I nice. left and I came back. But uh, I work for one of the top banks. Uh, I'm in the background. You'll never see me. I'm not like a teller. I work on the mortgage side, real estate. Uh, I've done everything from construction lending to processor, underwriter, loan officer, sales. Uh, and I'm an analyst right now. I'm a senior analyst now, but you'll never see me. I work from home. I've been working from home ever since the COVID started. But So I do work a nine to five. And then also, bro, to be quite honest, you know, I had a, I had uh, rental property uh, that I sold and 2020 I would say even though my DJ didn't go well I made the most money that I've ever made from real estate there it is nice so you know so I try to keep multiple streams of income um, so that uh, yeah I just try to keep multiple streams of income so even though the DJ has gone downhill because of COVID <clears throat> I had other things in the pipeline and that's that's good that you say that, bro, because, you know, again, <clears throat> although you you're sharing your story and I want to make sure that in your story, I pull out nuggets so that artists and, and DJs and people in the entertainment world that hear these kinds of shows can hear certain things. And I think that's a very important key component, um, having multiple streams of income, um, especially if you're in the, in the any type of entertainment, because you just don't know. Like you're, you can have a, a high season, and you can have a really low season, or mm -hmm. something like COVID can come along and knock out everything. You know, you had a whole situation planned, <clears throat> and COVID comes and and it's it's a wrap, it's over. What what do you have to fall back on? And so I'm glad that you're bringing that up, bro, um, because I think a lot of times people look at what we do in the entertainment world and say, oh, they're they're living their dream. You know, they get to be home all day and probably do nothing and then work on the weekend. It's like, no, no, no. Because, you know, although you're, you're working a nine to five, mm -hmm. I'm sure working a nine to five, being a husband, being a dad and being a DJ, that's a lot to balance. You know Very what I'm much. saying? 
um, you know, for, for me, it was I'm a husband, I'm a dad, and I'm a DJ. And that was a lot to balance just, just that. Because I was, I mean, you know, I've been DJing full time for, you know, 17 years mm. um, and, and been getting it. And, and now pivoting, you know, I, I think I've had to stop to work a nine to five. Definitely one, maybe uh, two times okay. in, in that in this time frame, I had to stop and get a regular nine to five just so I can recalibrate and, and yeah. <laughs> re- reboot things. Absolutely. But at the same time, coming back and saying, OK, let me now get multiple streams, because for me, like you said, something very key is from the DJ standpoint, I didn't really know. Um, my first wedding, bro, that I ever DJed. You know how much I charged. You ready? Oh. You ready for this, Dorsey? You ready? Help. I charged a hundred dollars. The first wedding I ever DJed, I charged a hundred dollars. Now, how long ago was that? Then? And it was. Oh, this was this was this was year one. Okay, year one. Okay. 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 This was year one. This was year one, and it was for. Um, a friend of mine who actually helped me get my first real DJ situation. I DJ for his sister's wedding. Okay. You know, so it was, it was super simple. It wasn't a lot of work to me. It was a real small, intimate gathering. I just literally played music for them. I didn't even have turntables to, to use that. I, I took a desktop computer and plugged it up. You Gosh. know what I'm saying? So that's, that's, that's what that was. But fast forward. Mm-hmm. Bro, like to get me to come out to do a wedding, we we starting at fifteen hundred. Yeah, that's the starting point. Mm-hmm. And because people don't understand, like when you're talking about doing weddings and and just events in general, but something about weddings, you're putting in a lot of time. So anybody out there is listening, and and this is a whole show in and of itself. I may do a just a show breaking down why DJs charge the way they charge. Because when you when you book me to DJ your wedding, you're not just booking me to come DJ your wedding. So much <laughs> more to it. So much I'm, more to I'm, it. I'm, I'm, I'm the DJ. I'm the MC. I'm helping you with the planning process when it comes to the reception. If you want me to provide whatever for the ceremony, I'm involved in that. I'm coming to the rehearsal. I'm prepping music. I'm making sure sound is right. I got enough speakers for your three locations and one spot gimmick. You know what I mean? The whole I got backup stuff just in case something goes wrong. You know, so it's, it's a lot that goes into it. And, and I'm, I don't even like doing weddings. So for me, I don't even book weddings anymore. So what I was doing is, um, man, I was, I was, man, I was Dorsey. I was right there, bro. Ink ready to be drawn on the dotted lines. Mm-hmm. I had six DJs that I was bringing on, six, and and I was gonna partner with um with another company, um, and they were gonna do all the groundwork, all the promotion. All I had to do was man my six DJs, make sure they get to where they need to get to, and I'm I, I cash in. That okay. was the deal. COVID. COVID, bro. <laughs> COVID. You're talking about recently. Okay. COVID. Bro. Jack. Yeah. 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 And so everything. I mean, I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to see, 
you know, my guy who who's over that company, he's out. I mean, he's out killing it. He's, I mean, he's just partnered with a with a major um, wedding corporation, and they starting their whole their own wedding situation. And like this guy is, you know, they 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 do a lot. I'm gonna bring him on the show. His name is DJ Vinny, um, and he um, he's the official DJ for the Carolina Panthers. Okay. And um, and so him and I are gonna, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure something out, man. Let me let me ask you this, bro, because I'm yes, you know I'm sir. seeing DJs getting out, and I've been watching you, and I'm seeing you doing things. Are you comfortable going out to DJ during during the COVID season, bro? Yes. Depending on where it's at, though. Depending on where it's at. So you got to tell me, like, what precautions do you guys take? How do you guys make that work? Well, to be quite honest, I haven't been DJing that much during the winter. Let me put throw it out there. Throw that out there. But when it was like in the summertime, like back in July, August, September, a lot of stuff was outdoors. So I was way more comfortable doing okay. those type yeah. of things. Uh, once it started getting colder, um, stuff started going in. A lot of times, like I be, I have stuff with casinos. Like I have, um, I have a uh, nice like this booking agency that books me for like different casinos. I'm so far away from people that you can't even get to me. Like, you gotta go through the green room. Um, so like the casinos was cool because nice. I'm far away from everybody. I'm up on a stage that you can't even reach me. But the the casinos are like keep your mask on. So a lot of times, you know, it's kind of like pulling off the thing. All right. You know, I'm not doing a lot of talking at the casinos either. But if I do have to do it, I just pull it off real quick, say something, put it back on. Um, yeah. I DJ I DJ at a church this past week. Uh, two different things. They had a baptism party and another thing that they was doing. I saw and, that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I was masked up. Um, but personally, and... God, God knows, and I say this kind of like almost like a knock on wood type of thing. I'm one who rarely gets sick. Last time I probably been like sick. Sick is probably like since I, I was like 13 years old. And now hmm. I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I'm invincible because this COVID thing is right. no joke. But um, I feel right. a little bit more. I've never had the flu um, in my life, so. I'm not saying I can't catch COVID, but I just feel a little bit more. I feel comfortable being able to go out. Like, I got a wedding next week that I'm DJing. Uh, but, you know, it's just I keep my mask on, and I'm constantly saying to people, social distance. In other words, stay away from me. <laughs> right. <laughs> you can do whatever you want out there. That's the, yo, What y'all do out there is your business. Don't yeah, come past this line. Don't come past this line. <laughs> and then usually if I, if I set up my own thing, I got a facade. And my facade is kind of like, you know, for the look, but at the same time, it's trying to keep people away from me, too. You know? Nice. But, yeah, some stuff, I'm like, if it's like a close quarters type of thing, I'm like, eh. But but at the same time, you know, that money be talking to you. Like, dang, I've been missing out on uh, DJing. I could go make a few bucks real quick. But, yeah, I, uh, I take, I do take, I'm not quite I do there yet, bro. So you haven't <laughs> DJed at all during this whole COVID thing? I've done um, two, two, two live events, and they were both outside um, here in the city, and and nobody was around me, and I, I made sure of that. But I mean, I've been doing like, listen, I'm an introvert, bro. So I got I got this whole situation back here set up. I've been doing a lot of stuff online. 
And yeah. so I'm hosting a lot of my own online shows, doing virtual shows, doing Zoom parties, you know, IG takeovers, um, and all stuff. And it's been it's been pretty cool. Um, I haven't made not even close to what I would be making if I was out live, but oh, of course, you know, yeah. something coming in, you know, yeah, every little bit helps. But at the same time, too, I'm I'm homeschooling my kids now too, um, and so I'm homeschooling all four of my kids. So traveling right now and and touring is is like just out the picture. And I'm I'm tired, bro. Like I mean, 17 years on the road, bro. Like it 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 takes its toll, you know. Um, my goal was to to be able to walk away from having to be on the road by forty, and that's um, that's next year, twenty twenty one. This year, but I feel like March, not twenty twenty one. I'm sorry, twenty twenty two. Okay, okay. Um, getting my years mixed up. Twenty next year, twenty twenty two. I'll be forty. Um, but I feel like since COVID has hit. And and I've stopped touring, you know, man. We we've been we've been we've been pretty good, um, you know. But I still got I still gotta earn a living, and that's why I'm doing these podcasts, these virtual shows. It's like, listen, I might not be doing what I was, but I got to do something. Gotta get it. Gotta get <laughs> it. Gotta keep something going. Yeah, and you know, I I think one of the things that you said that's key. You know, we're about to turn forty, but at the same <laughs> time, like I got. I, Honestly, every time I was gone, I hated not being in the bed with my wife and not being able to kiss my kids goodnight. I hated it. I like yeah. I didn't like it. It was like I got to find a way to be able to stay home. And I'm more, you know, and and, and I think I found something that worked for me where I make, you know, a very good living mm-hmm. off of it. And I'm at home. And when I look back at some of my old photos, it felt good to be able to post an IG pic and I'm in front of hundreds or thousands of people. But then at the same time, I wasn't getting paid as much. And I'm like, cut the mm. facade out. Like, I'd rather be at home. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd rather have my family be happy with me and making money than mm-hmm. being on a road, you know, fronting for the ground. Or stunting for the gram, you know what I mean? Like it just to me, it just honestly there was no money in it. There, there was it was. Let me put it this way: me and my there wife wasn't no money. Right. So, no, I was I was just gonna say. Well, finish your thought. You said there was you you ain't gonna say there was no money in it, but what? I was gonna say there was enough money in it, not for me. So me and my wife just had this conversation, bro. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I first started touring, I didn't even know her yet. So I felt like as I was <clears throat> touring, life was happening at the same time. And I think one of the pitfalls that a lot of entertainers make, not all, but a lot do, and I've spoken with them mm-hmm. um, to be able to back this statement up. A lot of people try to force their family life to work around the tour schedule versus making it the other way around. And so when I when before I started dating, like I I'll be able to go on the road, it was like nothing. Then we started dating and I would adjust. Then we got married and I adjusted. Then we had two kids, three kids, four kids, and it was always this constant adjustment. Then the kids are getting older. Now they're in school. It's a, it's a continual adjustment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of artists, entertainers, man, they don't adjust. And I think having your family, like people don't people need to understand 
here's the reality. What you do for the, like you say, stunting for the gram, man, look, man, that stuff is here today, gone tomorrow. I don't care what level of entertainment you're on, how hot you are, you know what I'm saying? The weekend just rocked Super Bowl. In five years, where's he going to be at? I don't know. You know, I don't know. You know, so it's like, you can be the hottest thing. I mean, Black Eyed Peas rocked the Super Bowl a few years ago. Where they at? What they doing? You know what I'm saying? So it's like you can, right. you can, you can't, you can't just like enjoy the moments while they last, but really put your attention and focus on what's really important. Don't make your family have to pay the price of you not being present, so you can go stunt for the gram. Yeah, you might make some money, but at the end of the day, when that stuff is done, man, fans come and go, bro. And the people that, that's left standing, picking up the pieces, are the people who mattered the most out the gate. Yep. And we see cancel culture is real, too. And it, I would hate to be famous and you make one wrong move, they're canceling you. Can't, I mean, like... Yeah. And as a DJ, as a DJ, okay... I, I know a guy who, who was DJing for someone, big name guy, guy gets canceled. Now my DJ dude ain't got work. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've seen that, you know? So. we That's the culture <laughs> that we live in now. So I just, you know, I, I just, I, I, I'm a long-term thinker. You know what I mean? I think about my retirement. Mm-hmm. I think about what, what, I'm like Tony Stark. What's the end game here? You know, where, where are we going to, game? um, that, that there's gotta be an end game. Like every time before I start anything, I'm thinking, what is the end game on the other side? That's just the way my brain works. Uh, I, I also worry about like even our generations thinking on retirement. You know, uh, if, if you're, if you're, if you're 20 years old, and you're an artist and you're getting into this thing or you're a DJ or whatever, you're an entertainer. What's your end game? So when you, yeah. when, when I think about my end game, I calculate, what do I need to, what, how much do I need to make in order to get there? You know, when you think about IRAs or yeah. 401ks, you're planning like, okay, if I start now, I need to put in just for example, a hundred dollars a month in order. By the time I get to 60 years old, I got this much money. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think absolutely. about things like that too. Like we we a lot of times we are so focused on looking good for everybody else. But how number one, how is our family looking at us? Let me back up. Number one, how does God look at us? Number two, how mm-hmm. is our family looking at us? And then three, how's your end game looking at it? Like, oh bruh, you look good to everybody else, but your end game, you're gonna be broke when you get done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I yeah, mean, and it's, I it's just, absolutely. It's just certain factors. Yeah. Yeah, man. So here's here's what I want to do. Um, yep. Because I think what we 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 talked about a lot of things tonight. Here's what I want to do. Um, before I get you to to give your plugs and how everybody can keep up with you and whatnot, I want to bring you back on the show, bro. And 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 here's what I want to because I want to give this tease out to everybody now who's listening. Because again, I wanna I wanna create a space where artists can advance in their careers. Whether you're a musician or entertainer, whatever, um, I want to bring you back on the show just to talk about that financial piece. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't think that a lot of people 
fully understand um, that piece of it. Like, yes, be creative with your art, but man, you got to know how to read and write contracts. You got to know how to manage your money. You got to know how to budget for your career. And like you said, what's the end game? Because granted, you might be the hottest thing in your 20s, but what, where are you going to be at in your 40s and your 50s? You know what I'm saying? And what I tell young guys that I mentor, you know, that's 19, 20 years old, say, hey, what is the 40-year-old you going to look back and wish that the 20-year-old you did? And, and you're here. So let's start thinking like that. Um, to begin right. with the end in mind, as, as some yeah. uh, would put it. So, man, I want to bring you back just to talk about that um, in a very near future episode. But, um, but let everybody know how they keep up with you, bro. Let them know about your podcast um, and all that good stuff as, as well, bro. Well, first, let me start off with my cash app. No, I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> who, who, who plugs their cash app? <laughs> um, you can reach me on everything at DJ Dorsey. DJ D-O-R-S-E. Uh, everything, my Twitter, my Instagram, my Facebook, uh, Snapchat that I never go on, TikTok, I'm everywhere. Uh, my, my podcast is Dorsey. Den podcast. Obviously, you can find it on SoundCloud. It's also on iTunes, Anchor, just about anywhere you can watch, listen to podcasts. Uh, Dorsey Den podcast is there. Yep. Nice. There it is. Well, man, DJ Dorsey, man, listen. This was this was great, bro. We had a lot that we 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 got into. Um, I feel like we can talk forever, bro. Um, yeah. Specifically about twenty four. We can get it. We can get it in um, on that. But but nonetheless. Man, listen, thanks for taking time out of your schedule, bro, for hanging out with us. I'm definitely going to bring you back. We're going to go on and get that on the schedule because um, I think that that money piece is going to be major um, for a lot of people, um, whether they're in you know the music business or not, just regular life. I think that's going to be major. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we're going to definitely get you back on. But, man, listen, y'all keep it locked right here to the DJ P-Dog in the Mix podcast. Don't go nowhere. DJ P-Dog kicks off the March Music Madness series with a touch of nostalgia and brings you his New Jack Swing Mix. Y'all ready for this? It's going down March 12th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central. Can I get your attention, please? Event will be streaming live on Twitch.tv and YouTube.com at DJ P-Dog. I know you're going to dig this. Thank you for checking out DJ P-Dog in the Mix podcast. Please subscribe via YouTube and hit that notification button. Also subscribe via Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Audible.